BDM Coach Podcast show is hosted by two of the world's leading BDM coaches, Dennis Youssef and Michael Sands from Inspired Growth Training. Both Dennis and Michael have personally signed up 1,500 new doors between them and now coach BDMs and real estate business owners all around the world. For 28 different BDM lead generation activities and KPIs on a free tracking spreadsheet, go to bdmcoach.com. everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to do a quick shout out for BMT tax depreciation reports. Now, for my two rental properties, I've had a BMT tax depreciation report done on those. And at tax time, I can get up to $25,000 worth of tax deductions. That's a lot of money. And for your property owners, would you believe a lot of them don't know the savings that they can be getting? And every rental property can still have some type of tax depreciation. So get in contact with the guys at BMT. Talk to them about how you as a property manager and a property management agency can be serving your clients in Australia about getting the maximum tax deductions for their rental properties. Take care. Hi, everyone. Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support, and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom, and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. Hi everyone, welcome to today's session on BDM Coach. That's right. I am Michael Sands and I'm with Dennis Yusuf and uh, we're excited about this one today. It's a good one. It's one that uh, we've had a lot of experience with over the last 12 months plus our careers in real estate and trading as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as everyone out there knows, we, um, we do secret shopping, we're calling thousands and thousands of uh, agencies around the globe and this is one thing that has always stumped us it's always we're just surprised and i will probably say that close to 95 percent of everyone that uh, we've contacted has failed at some level of exactly what we're about to discuss yeah it, it's really interesting because it doesn't matter how good the real estate agency is if this area um fails what we're going to be talking about then you don't get to point two. You're not getting to second base at all, right? So uh, it's a really, really tricky subject. And I mean, we have called amazing agencies around the world, some really good ones, but the, the, the beginning has just been a failure. And, and Michael, it's been in reverse as well. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking to someone recently and they were, they were telling us that they were getting close to 100 inquiries a month. It's a hundred inquiries a month, and they were only bringing on about six managements a month, right? Hundred inquiries. What the heck is happening between? We don't know. And and, and you know we we were told that uh, and you know, we we hear this a lot, right? We hear this a lot that oh look when I'm in front of the person, I nail it. I'm a ninety nine percent lock away BDM property manager. I always get the business. Yeah, I did. I didn't get every listing. But why is that the case when you're getting like a hundred inquiries a month, but you're only picking up a handful? You're only getting in mm. front 
of a handful of people. Yeah, yeah. There's certainly there's a few things that you need to consider. What's happening with the lead? So we're identifying we're getting a lot of leads, but what's happening after the point? There's there's got to be a lot of touch points, a lot of process that can occur where the business can be actually lost before the BDM actually gets to the property. Yeah, so I guess for the, for the purpose of today, what we're discussing is that, that, that initial lead inquiry, right? So what's the initial lead inquiry, Dan? Well, it's the, the, the very, very first contact to the office, Michael. The, that person who answers the original email, whether it's sent to an office email or to the reception or front of house, whatever, or that person who answers the phone, we call it a gatekeeper, right? So, so every office has got some form of a gatekeeper. If we're calling up and we want to speak to a principal of an office or a BDM or a property manager, there's that gatekeeper that's in control. Do I let this person through? Has my boss got enough time or, or whatever the case? And, and you know, on that, there's nothing worse when you know they're in the office because they've just emailed you or they've just tried calling you. They've told you their office, but you can sense and you tell that, that the, the, the whoever's on the front desk, I'll, I'll see if they're in the office. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, look, and I guess we've got to stress too, well, one of the most important reasons for this is if you're a prospect and like a landlord, you have a rental property and you're wanting to contact a number of real estate agencies to find out what do you do? Mm. Can, can you help me? Yeah. They're looking to get some sort of value from you immediately. And they may have a list of five people. So they've gone to Google, find me a property management company near me and you know, five, 10 property management companies pop up. They're basically going, they're looking at the ones who are good reviews, but then they start calling. Mm. And so if I, if I call you and you say that your BDM's not in right now, they'll call me back, or um, you're very short with me on the phone, or you can't actually answer any of the questions I've got on the phone, I'm calling the next one. And if they can't, I'm, I'm calling the next one. And basically, you'll keep calling until someone gives you some sort of value that you can kind of sit on and digest and apply. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is... Like the best agencies, the large agencies, whatever the case, they may be too busy, right? And if they're not getting any added value from that front um, desk, the front person who answers the phone, um, that it could be the quietest agency, the smallest agency who may have zero properties that gives them the best customer of experience, but they might not be the best person for the job, but the potential landlords, they're basing their decision on that experience that they've had from yeah, the phone call. It's definitely opportunistic. And I guess we call that the, the Bradbury of real estate, yep. where the, the agency that isn't necessarily the best, but they're just they're in the, they're in the hunt. They're in yep. the game. And, um, and they just pick up the listing. Now, they won't necessarily retain the listing. So this is, has a whole other session on, on retention and everything. But uh, we just wanted to stress the importance that when someone is trying to find out if they want to do business with you, they need something tangible. They need something given to them so they can sit on it whilst you're maybe getting them the balance of information. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll cover a few things today like questions that they should be asking. But, you know, so what you're saying um, here at the beginning, Michael, is they should give some education to the person so that person feels like they've been hurt. Okay, because really, owners, when they're calling an agency, so many of them would be irate, they'd be upset, they may have just had an argument with their property manager, they may have just found out that the rent's not being paid, 
um, they may have just gone and visited the property for a routine and it wasn't in a good condition, whatever the case, they're frustrated and mm. they're calling around looking for someone and then they're not being treated with love, should we say. Yeah, and the other thing to that is also that the person who typically answers the phone in a um, medium to large office is also doing a lot of admin work mm. and they're essentially too busy being busy to handle the lead. And if, if their primary tasks are doing nine of these other things, that lead coming in, they just want to click the details and pass that on. But that person calling your office, wanting to speak with you or someone who can help them, they want information right now. Yep. So, you know, you need to make sure that there's adequate training going on there, right? I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that, but again, over 90% of the offices we call fail at this. Oh, look, there's times where we've done some secret shopping and uh, a lot of the time secret shopping, we say that the reports will be delivered between seven and 28 days. We've had some reports, Michael, stretch out to three months because the agencies aren't calling us. They're not even responding to us. We're, we're well, calling. That was a unique situation in one particular instance where it dragged on for a while because we're actually um, finishing a report on the actual <laughs> agency. agency and, you know, that just kind of sets the time. We won't go any further it, it, into that it, one. It does. But, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that we, we are doing these calls um, and sometimes, you know, we're being told by the front of house, yep, I'll get them to give you a call. We've had instances where the, our details aren't even taken. Uh, we've also had um, instances where we're calling them back two and three times. Hey, I haven't heard from the person yet. Haven't heard from the person yet. So, you know, we'll, we'll touch on something that needs to be put in place now because, you know, for any businesses out there, business owners, um, department heads, right now, you only know how many leads that are coming through the office that, that your BDM or your property manager is telling you. The person that should be identifying how many leads are coming in is front of house. Yeah. They, they know, front of house, how many phone calls are coming in, document, you know, that needs to get added to the, the KPIs. Um, you know, you should be tracking how many sale inquiries, how many leasing inquiries, how many um, new landlord inquiries, maintenance inquiries, whatever the case is, so then you can learn it, fine tuning it. And even, you know, um, working at um, putting better systems in place so that front of house isn't being bogged down with calls that don't necessarily need to come through. Yeah, but how do you safeguard your team, your staff, when so many agencies are pushing tech? Mm -hmm. So there's platforms out there that try to automate the process a lot. Someone makes an inquiry, they enter like their phone number and email address yep. Into, yep. Um, into a platform, they get pinged. It's almost like a lazy way. I mean, I. I think that there's definitely space for that, and I agree with those platforms that there's do time send place. out. Yeah, yep. but if the person answering the call can't give love and attention, you're behind the eight ball. Behind the eight ball. Yeah, you are. Look, there's certainly a time and a place for having automation, and we're all for that. We do train on that. You can never take the person out of real estate. You know, like we all know what it's like if you know we've got a problem with our telephone or whatever it is, and we've got to ring a company, 
we're already feeling frustrated because we know we're going to be waiting five or ten minutes. Mm. We, we are a now society. Um, Amy Insurance in Australia, they nailed it. You pick up the phone, bang, there's someone there. And they patch you through to the right person. Oh, I, I find that annoying when they patch me through. Yes, a human answer. There's but... a human answer, but they've got someone there straight away. Yes, it's it's you know things have changed now, but but they're getting someone that's making sure that you're getting put through to the right space. There's nothing worse than answering. You know, you're making a call and it says push one, push two, push three, and you go, I don't even know if I push the right one. At yeah. least they're, they're they're killing that area off, right? I agree. But we, we kind of preach to people that whoever answered the phone has to take take and keep ownership of that call True. until it's resolved. So if your front of house is answering the call and passing that lead off to someone in the office, that front of house person owns that communication yep. until the other person has effectively taken it over. Yeah. So okay. So I want to I want to talk about educating um, the person at the front because it's a good point that you brought up. I had my tricks when I worked um, at Integrity Real Estate of what I did because you, you want the person to be excited that someone's calling for you. So um, I'll, I'll use Jody as an example. Um, Jody's a good friend of mine that we stay in touch. We used to work together there. She used to work on front of house and she used to get sick and tired of phone calls coming into me. She'd go, oh, another one for Dennis, another one for Dennis. Now that, that attitude can um, be felt by the mm. recipient. Another one for dinner, or another tenant inquiry, another landlord, another maintenance. Whatever. So I had to, I used to turn that around. So I used to go out of my way. You know, you, everyone knows me. I love my coffee. If I was going for a walk early in the morning, um, hey guys, I'm, I'm Jody. I'm going to get a coffee. Would you like me to get something for you? You know, your hair looks nice. I'd compliment her. I got to know her on a personal level, and and I used to share my wins with Jody, so that when someone rang up and they said oh, look, I'm thinking about renting my house out. It turns to, wow, you've got to speak to Dennis. Mm. She, she she actually became that person, but wow, Dennis is the one. If they called about, I'm thinking of renting and selling, guess what? I got favoritism. Mm. There's nothing worse when you work in a real estate office and it goes to sales first, the lead, and then it's, it's dealt with and then it's thrown to property management if they don't want to sell. So it was also my way, yes, it's a little bit cheeky, of getting that lead at the same time at least. So it, it was a good little trick. So I used to educate them to, you know, I, I'd let them feel the wins. They used to love taking calls for me then. And I taught them what to ask. I needed to know as much information as I could. Every BDM out there, if you receive two emails, one was, you know, Michael Sands, he's looking at renting his home out. He's gonna to travel to Turkey for two years. Um, he's got three kids. Um, his wife also works as well. This and then got all this information. Verse, hey, give Michael a call. Thinking about renting his house out. Which one are you going to call first? The one with all the information, right? All oh, yeah. that info, because you know, a they've already got some rapport for you. They've already built relationship with the client, so you can tap into that when you're making a call. Your call is wow. Jody's just told me you're going overseas for two years. That's fantastic, Michael. You know, you can jump in and um, it puts you on the front foot. Hi everyone, Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after hour phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support, and new business inquiries. 
So please make sure you head to teensbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. You know, uh, we have this um, client in, in another country and um, we, um, we, we, we rang them and uh, we made an inquiry about uh, you know, renting out a property with them. And the person who asked the phone was a sales associate and uh, the, the BDM wasn't available, very busy time. But they said, I'll get someone to give you a call back. 24 hours later, right, no less than that, I think it was about 12 hours later, um, they contacted us just to say, hey, letting you know that such and such um, is still quite busy at the moment, but your call is really important. And I've sent you some information um, already, which you would have received uh, you know, yesterday. And um, I will make sure that such and such calls you. That's gold. That, that's, and how did that make you feel? Oh, it was great. That's perfect. You know, so... Because they took ownership. That yep. sales associate kept ownership. So it shouldn't just be in sales, right? And this was a property management call. It's got to be consistent. Everyone is, is part of the sales team. Yeah. Look, Michael, you know, we, we touched on earlier that owners are potentially calling the office because they're frustrated. There's, there's an issue, whatever the case. Someone, they can be really irate at times. Mm. You know, and they're the ones that go, what are your fees? You know, the... the you know, they're, they're upset, they're cranky. When that front reception, let's say somebody's not in the office, let's say they're not in, that that person needs to be able to say, Michael, um, while you're away, I had a, a, a client, they called up, they're really upset, I, I promised that I would get you to give them a call straight away. You're then, you might say, Dennis, I don't have time, I'm actually booked out for the next three hours. It's okay, but send them this. Here's a pre, here's a, a pre-listing email. It's got a bit of information. Let them know that I'll give them a call um, first thing in the morning or something. Then the you know there's nothing wrong with that reception. Whoever it is, reception front of house, giving them a call and, and saying, look, Dennis uh, Michael said that um, he's got he's put together some information. I'm going to email it to you now, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The next day, when you know, reception knows that Michael's done the call. It's okay to make another call. Hey, I just wanted to check, did Michael give you a call today? Yeah. Yeah, the follow-up is fine. I also think that everyone in the office needs to know how to send um, a, a pre-listing email because a pre-listing email communication isn't discussing your fees and charges, mm. right? The proposal is the fees and charges. The pre-listing is your proof statements. And, and Michael, we've already done two podcasts on this, the pre-listing podcast and the proposal podcast we've covered. So you can go back and listen to those podcasts. I'm fairly certain that the pre-listing one we covered was the very first podcast we did for BDM Coach. Mm. So make sure you go back and have a listen to those there as well. Uh, and these are things that we've been teaching BDM Club members uh, and our coaching clients. Yeah, you know, a proposal and a pre-listing are two separate things. So that's something that they can easily set off on your behalf. It's so important. I mean, like for, for us, there's no excuse why the, the lead to um, converting to assigned management um, should be, you know, that great. I mean, you know, what do you think? Like 80, 80% like should be the conversion from from lead to yep. sign management. Yep, at least. You want to get a, the higher, obviously, the better. Average that we tend to see is around that 50%, um, and I think that's quite low. That's, you know, so work on conversion rate. So let, let's talk about, you know, five things that, that should be asked. You know, what are five things that, um, you know, people should be asking, uh, you know, when, when that phone call comes in, you know, 
one of the things that we see, and, and this happens, we'll call an office and you get put on hold and the call drops out. That person has lost our attention. They don't know who we are, they've caught nothing. So be sure to get the details before you patch someone through. Get the details. And now we're gonna talk about those details. Firstly, full name. Mm. Full name. You need to get their first and second name, a surname, or if they've got a middle name associated, get all their entire name from them. So at least they can potentially be looked up in one form of a contact management system that's there. You know, because the, the whoever they're getting patched through to, whether it's a sales department, accounting, or whatever, uh, you know, you can email, say, hey, I'll, you know, I did try and put, you know, Michael Sands through to you. You know, that's as a minimum. It's mm. still not enough information, right? But that's a minimum, you know. Um, second thing, you know, that you want to be getting is get their email. We need to be adding to our database all the time, right? Well, I'd say that. Why don't you be added to your database? Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, this is, but you've got your databases in the back end of social media as well. You can put their details into the back end and you can at least target market to them. Yeah, I see no reason that um, why anyone shouldn't be saying um, it. In case this phone call gets disconnected, um, so that I can call you back, can I please clarify your phone number? Some some people have got caller ID. Never just kind of assume that say this is the number you you know to tell you know you're calling from number eight, you know one two three four five six is that your best contact phone number? Mm. They'll tell you if it is or, or if it isn't. They could be calling from a from an office from someone else's phone. So make sure you get the right phone number and then the email address too. Yeah, I still love getting the email address because you know if they gave you the personal email, I'd then go into social media and. Do a quick if search. I can find out who they are and um, you know, if they are who they say they are. Um, and then the other thing that's really important is, is, is making sure you get the property address. Now, some people will say, yeah, but sometimes they don't want to give me their property address. My gosh, they are calling you to potentially give you management of their property. Why would they want to withhold that information? Are they really worthwhile to be a client if they're going to play games with you like that? Like, do you really want that? that is that person? the business you want? Because for, for me, that sounds like they're just price hunting mm. to, to see what, what, it is, what the value is there. And if you start competing on fees, it's a, it's a fast race to the bottom. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you've got to be getting their trust well beforehand that they're making the, um, the call to the office. So, so you've got the name, you've got the phone number, you've got the email. And once you get the property address, I'm just going to touch on that too. Mm. Just, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, please, can I have um, the address that you're referring to? Oh, yeah, no, well, why do you need that? It just so that when we send you some information, we can give you some actual data based on the property that, uh, you know, property you selected or your actual property. Um, you know, th things like that. Make mm. sure you get the property address. Oh, look, I also like asking what's your relation to the property? You know, what, 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 you know, are you the owner? Are you the tenant? Are you the um, tradesperson for the property? You could be a, a complaining neighbor. Um, so, you know, what, what's, you know, what's your relationship to the property or the owner as well? Um, it's certainly, I mean, Michael, yeah, yeah, we're, we're currently staying in a Airbnb here at the moment. And um, I got a phone call from an irate past, uh, well, the person who was meant to be leasing the property complaining they obviously COVID had come in and um they started telling me off thinking i was the owner and i collected their money and they couldn't get up here for the COVID trip so um uh, you know really important to get whatever information whatever relationship that um that you've got now reason for the call is a good question to ask mm. you know because guess what the person who answers the phone could actually answer the question 
and help and then it doesn't actually have to get patched through or they may be calling the principal about something but they want to know something about the tenant and they, but they, they've got a relationship with the principal but uh, no you uh, actually that's a different department i'll let abc know you did call but i'll put you through to you know darren who deals in this area mm. so you know find out the reason for the call yeah correct i mean if you're getting all that information fitting all those details um, then it makes everyone's job, everyone's workflow in the office that much easier. And, mm. and it's that customer experience too, right? Like if you're not able to give your client that value when they call, then they're going to call the next person. So let's just make it easy for them to do business with you. Why do people make it so hard? Yeah, and 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 don't make it sound so robotic when asking the questions. Well, that just comes with training, um, yeah. you know, uh, role-playing. So make sure that people in, in the office and the team role-play with each other, pretend to do the phone calls, ring, ring. Now, Michael, we're, we're blaming or we're, we're talking about front of house. Everyone in the office can answer the phone. Everyone in the office, even the accounts person who answers the phone, please let, let them know that this is the process. Have the process really easy that anyone in your office knows that here's the template pre-listing email, here's the information that they, they gather. Yeah. And, you know, if the person in the office isn't capable of doing that, never ever have them answer the phone. Yeah, that's right. Don't don't have that system in place of so their phone rings. Now, I, I want to bring up a couple of things that we also find um, and w where there's a, a, a missing link. Sometimes the lead comes in and they say, okay, I'll patch you through to their voice message. That person can hang up. That's why it's really important right now to still take the details even before you put them through to a voice message. Get all of the information through first. Um, and, you know, the wording as well on, I'll see if they're in the office, change it. I know that they're in meetings at the moment, they're quite busy, let me see if I can um, grab their attention. Even if it's that versus saying, I'll see if they're in the office. You know, so it's just changing that wording up a little bit. Um, and, you know, getting them to practice to smile, take a deep breath. Everyone has a bad day at work, but you know what? We don't want that being off shoot, off shot to that recipient who's calling your office. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Michael, an awesome session, I think, that we've just done here. Um, you know, I'm sure that people have got a lot of experience in calling other agencies that they've dealt with um, and some stories. You know, feel free to jump into our Inspired Growth Training Inner Circle, the IGT um, Inner Circle Facebook group, and, you know, share some of those stories. You know, we love hearing some great stories, great wins of things where you may have won the business because the person did such a great job at the front of house as well. You know? I'd love to hear some um, win stories of front of house and admin and, and people that really make the team tick. Yep. I'd love to hear some of those stories. So if you do have any, please uh, make sure you share them with us. Yeah, great session. Thanks to everyone for um, tuning in today. Uh, look forward to our next podcast. And uh, make sure you go back and listen to uh, our other podcasts for this series. And the new ones coming. And I hope that your new business is on fire. If it's not, give us a call.